Hi everyone, I'm Dave. And I'm Marvin. It's Dave 56, and this is God's Big Story. Season 2! Aha! It's a story. It's big! Never boring. No way! For his glory. Always! It's God's Big Story. Welcome back, boys and girls. It's a brand new week. We've been doing this for 12 weeks now, and, well, we are glad you're still here. Hi, everyone! Nobody knows what he's gonna ask now. It's Marvin, the friendly, curious cow. Hey, Dave. Hello, Marvin. So, Dave, well, where did we land on cake for this Wednesday? Ah, Marvin, we've barely started Monday. Yeah, so... Well, look, if we had cake on Wednesday, I mean, that's great for you and Benjamin, but what about Colin? He's only here on Thursday, and Gary's only there on Friday, and and we don't know if the professor will be about or whether... No, don't worry about me, Dave. (laughs) I'm always ready, yeah? Especially when it comes to cake. (laughs) Yeah, same goes for me, Dave, you great galah. I can come straight here Wednesday. You know, as they say, as the crow flies... Yep, I'm free Wednesday too, Dave. Okay, we're all here. Fantastic. Well, fine. Leave it with me. Yes, good work, everyone. Right, Marvin. Well, now that that's out of the way, it is Monday. So, shall we get to it? Oh, you got it, Dave. (laughs) It's Monday, it's Monday, it's Bible Racing Monday. Where's that verse? What's that word? Find it fast and beat the herd. It's Monday, it's Monday, it's Bible Racing Monday. Okay, boys and girls, so the big news this week is that Ethan Stoltfus has done it. The historic three in a row has been achieved. So there are a handful of entries under 30 seconds, but with a time of 16.88 seconds, by just a couple of seconds, Ethan takes the win. So congratulations, Ethan. And who knows how far he can go? Four, five, six, ten in a row? Can you stop him is the question. So Marvin, what are we racing for this week? Okay, Dave, so back to the New Testament this week. Today, we're going to find the only verse in the New Testament, in the NIRV, that has the word cow in it. That's right, you guessed it, Hebrews 9, 13. Okay, and by the way, boys and girls, the words that I've been shouting out have caused some confusion. But although we read from the NIRV on the podcast, well, I have a few different Bibles on my desk. I have one that's an ESV, I have another one which is NLT, So if the words that I shout out don't match the ones in your Bible, well, that's why. I've just grabbed one of the other ones. But anyway, Marvin, I have my Bible here. Do you have your stopwatch? No, I sure do, Dave. Here we go. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 13. Find it in 3, 2, 1, go. Okay, John, it's later than that. Galatians, Revelation too far. Hebrews, Hebrews 11, Hebrews... Ah, where is it? Hebrews 10, Hebrews 9, verse 13 over the page, and under. So, Marvin, I got stuck on the wrong page of Hebrews there, but how did I do? Well, Dave, you found it in 16.99 seconds. So, yeah, let's just call that 17. Okay, well, there we go, boys and girls. Did you beat me? Did you beat Ethan? Can anyone stop him? Let us know in all the usual ways. That's Facebook, woodendonkey.org, or email youth at edengrove.org. 
Right, Marvin. For us, it's time to get down to business. Now, we've moved quite slowly so far in Isaiah. We've been here for about 10 days and we've only covered 11 chapters. But that's because there's a lot of important stuff happening in those first 11 chapters. There's the bad news that Judah and Jerusalem's sin will be judged, that the Assyrians will sweep through their lands like a flood. But it's also crammed full of hope for the future. The new Jerusalem where all nations would come and worship together. The branch that would sprout up from the stump where Judah was cut down. The promise of the virgin giving birth to a son. The great light in the darkness, the coming king, wonderful advisor, mighty God, father who lives forever and prince who brings peace. Yeah, there's been a lot about Jesus in this Old Testament prophet, huh Dave? Yeah, there really has. Now, like I said, we're going to accelerate now. And this week, we're going to cover about 21 chapters of Isaiah. Oh, yikes. Yep, so buckle up, kids. Now, so far, Isaiah has warned Judah and Jerusalem that God will use the Assyrians to punish them for their unfaithfulness. But God would stop the Assyrians from completely destroying them. But Isaiah also saw what or who was going to be coming after the Assyrians an even mightier force, a force that this time would completely conquer the southern kingdom of Judah, the Babylonians. Oh, that's not good news. No, it's not. But just because God would use the Assyrians and then use the Babylonians, well, that did not mean that they would not be judged for the evil things they had done. And so in chapter 13 and 14, Isaiah has a message about them. God would bring about their destruction and the Lord's people would be gathered up again. So that's what we're going to hear a bit of today. Okay, so who's reading today? Well, Marvin, this week we have a reader who is new to the podcast. Oh, who's that? Well, that's our friend Natasha. Who? Natasha. You know, she plays the violin in church. Oh, the fiddler. Yeah, why didn't you say so, Dave? Uh, you know, I'm not sure she'd want to be called a fiddler. Well, she plays the fiddle, doesn't she? Well, she plays the violin. Isn't that the same thing? Uh, well, I guess so. Actually, I'm not really sure. Oh, sure it is, Dave. She's a fiddler. So, what are we listening for? Well, Marvin, today God speaks about how he will destroy Babylon. So, the question is, who or what will be left living there? Okay, so who's left living in Babylon? Got it. Well, hi, Natasha. Hi, everyone. So, today we're going to read two sections of Isaiah 14. So, the first section is Isaiah 14 verses 12 to 17. King of Babylon, you thought you were the bright morning star, but now you have fallen from heaven. You once brought down the nations, and now you have been thrown down to the earth. You said in your heart, I will go up to the heavens. I'll raise my throne above the stars of God. I'll sit as king on the mountain where the gods meet. I'll set up my throne on the highest slopes of Mount Saphon. I will rise above the tops of the clouds. I'll make myself like the most high God. And now you have been brought down to the place of the dead. You have been thrown into the deepest part of the pit. Those who see you stare at you. They think about what has happened to you. They say to themselves, Is this the man who shook the earth? Is he the one who made the kingdoms tremble with fear? Did he turn the world into a desert? Did he destroy its cities? Did he refuse to let his prisoners go home? And then moving on to Isaiah 14 verses 22 to 23. I will rise up against them, announces the Lord who rules over all. I will destroy Babylon. It will not be remembered anymore. No one will be left alive there. I will destroy its people and their children after them, announces the Lord. I will turn it into a place where nothing but isles can live. I will turn it into a swamp. I will sweep through it like a broom and destroy everything, announces the Lord who rules over all. 
Thanks, Natasha. Okay, Marv, so who will be left living in Babylon? Well, just owls, Dave. Yeah, that's right. What was the mightiest of all nations, the kingdom that all the other nations feared, the nation that thought to themselves, we rule this world like gods. Well, they cannot stand against the Lord and his armies. And Babylon is left only fit for the birds. The Lord would sweep them away like dust with a broom. Oh, wow. Yep. And boys and girls, it's easy to be impressed by things in this world. We still have rich and powerful nations that seem like they rule the world. We have super rich people who have so much money it seems they can do whatever they want, whenever they want to do it. And we might look at them and say, wow, look at what they have. Look at what they are. But we should never confuse those nations and those people, the power they have, with God's power. Or imagine it's anything like the same thing. The richest, most powerful man or nation in the world well, with just a word from the Lord our God, could be destroyed, left with nothing. And so, boys and girls, we shouldn't be wowed. We shouldn't be giving glory to earthly powers. We should give glory to God, praising him that his power is far beyond anything that any man could ever create or control. So today, when you say your prayers, praise God that his power is far above any man, any king, any army, any nation on earth. Our God is greater. Yeah, he is, Dave. That's good news. It is. And, well, Marvin, that is all we have time for today. So we'll be back tomorrow, and tomorrow we're going to cover nine chapters of Isaiah. Ooh, that's a lot, Dave. Okay, well, boys and girls, have a great afternoon. See you tomorrow. Goodbye. We'll see you soon. God's Big Story is a ministry of Eden Grove Presbyterian Church. Music and jingles by Dave, Josh and Josh. For more information and further resources, visit woodendonkey.org.